on the phone right now, we have Mr. David Phelan. Um, hi, David. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for um, um, deciding to do this with us this evening. Um, can you tell everybody a little bit about you and your story and how you got so um, involved in the Purple Heart Homes? I was just, I fell in love with your organization when I was there spending a little time with you a couple weekends ago. Um, I heard that perhaps a purple shirt may have come uh, with my size on it. So looks like I'll have to take a ride. <laughs> Down to, I'll have to take a ride down to South Carolina to go grab that. <laughs> we'll be happy to provide you one. We've got we've got them in store. Okay. Um, so a little bit about me. That's what you wanted to find yeah, out first. Yeah, that would be great. Okay. Well, uh, I'm actually a Yankee. I'm from New Jersey. That's where mm-hmm. I grew up. Um, went to high school and all of that. After that, I, I went to West Point, graduated in 1970. Um, went through the although the normal Army schools, Airborne, Ranger officer basic and so on and uh ended up spending eight years in the military uh, i got out worked for a couple of years for ford motor uh in uh, detroit and thereafter uh ended up working for michelin tire corporation here in south carolina and uh, spent 34 years with them in a whole slew of different uh kinds of jobs and uh, retired in 2014 wow. so that basically that's the that's yeah. you, in a nutshell, huh? <laughs> that's the lowdown. In a very brief nutshell, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so uh, after I retired, I decided, uh, you know, I wanted to still stay engaged and do things with other people, mm-hmm. not just, uh, you know, collect a, a retirement check and so on. So uh, I started searching around, and uh, a gentleman named Tom Von Kainel approached me about uh, joining our local West Point Society, uh, and working with him, he was president of that at the time. So I, I did that, and uh, we worked together to try and reinvigorate it because it was kind of hit a low ebb at that time. Mm-hmm. Well, he also, as it turns out, was the, the president of Purple Heart Homes Golden Corner Chapter, the one that you worked with uh, here last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he said, well, you, we sure would like to have you come join us there as well. So next thing I know, I'm now doing projects, mm-hmm. uh, working as a volunteer on projects with Purple Heart Homes. And uh, the next thing is, you know, I really need somebody to be the treasurer. <laughs> so now I'm a treasurer. Well, that's how it works, by the way. Yes, that's how I've yeah, ended yeah. up on every I little just, committee I've ended up on. <laughs> he just grabs my nose ring and away I go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. anyway, I, I did that. I worked as a project manager on different projects. Uh, the Cooper one, as, as you know, uh, when I was there and uh, mm-hmm. others that are they're coming along on the way. Um, the other thing I'm also involved in is called MOA, which is the Military Officers Association of America, and I'm also the treasurer for that. So that's kind of in a nutshell who I am. I also mm-hmm. do a lot of stuff with Ancestry. I'm oh. very interested in researching my own history. I have three different trees going, mm-hmm. and I travel with a cousin of mine to visit relatives as, a, huh. as you know, to follow up with that. We're, in fact, we're going back to Canada to have a reunion with... Uh, the Phelan's up in uh, hmm. Hamilton, Ontario. Wow, that's interesting. I'm so I'm sort of glad I didn't know that part about you when I was there because then I would have just ended up talking to you all about that <laughs> stuff. So <laughs> I, I recently did the um, that what is it the ancestry twenty three and me no I did the ancestry dot com one recently. Small. Yeah, I did it and I had my dad do it. So he's excited because he's like officially like eighty nine percent Sicilian. So I guess that means if, something if there to was him. any joke. <laughs> I know. I know with a name like McNamara, I'm sure you didn't see any Italian 
in me for sure. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, but one of the things I loved when I was down there, uh, David, was that you know just seeing how you know you were there as no offense a little bit of an older generation that was helping a little bit of an older generation because how old was it was cooper right mr cooper and mrs cooper well um wayne cooper uh is uh, 71 same age as me in fact our birthdays are like five days apart oh okay um so yeah he's and he was a vietnam vet purple heart recipient Mm -hmm. and uh you want me to tell a little bit about his story yeah yeah no that would be great yeah if you could okay well um the way that it happened, he he uh, was injured in Vietnam. Uh, he was a field artilleryman, and uh, his, the the par- uh, place he was stationed got overrun. Um, they were able to medevac he and some others out. Uh, and he eventually recovered from his injuries, although he's still carrying around a good bit of shrapnel in his body. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The way that he got involved, well, first a little history beyond that, he, he moved into the mobile home that you saw on the property, I think. Yeah. 1982. Mm-hmm. He raised four children there, sent his wife through school through Clemson. Uh-huh. Uh, four children all through school. And in fact, one of them is uh, studying for her doctorate in Scotland right now. Nice. One has a master's degree. And the third, uh, b- the boy, the third one, he's going to get his master's uh, in two weeks. Nice. And uh, he's also going to get married about the same time. <laughs> and then the fourth one, uh, his, uh, one of his daughters, is uh, going for her bachelor as a nurse. Mm. So uh, I told him, I said, you've earned everything that you're getting here. Yeah. Uh, yeah after the, the, all the things that you've done, first for your country and, for, and, and then second for your family. Yeah. So That's anyway, he's, he was in that trailer since 1982. Mm-hmm. Four years ago, he, his son, one of his sons, and... Uh, what he calls his amigo, mm-hmm. started building his house. And he got it all the way up to the point where the finishing work inside, flooring, plumbing, uh, electrical, mm-hmm. lights, that sort of thing, still needed to be done. Mm-hmm. And he ran out of money, he ran out of health, and he was running out of time. Mm-hmm. His wife was just getting despondent. She was saying this is a, you know, a, a, a token to nothingness. Is how she was referring to it. She thought they would never be able to move into it. Mm-hmm. Um, as it happens, however, she was at the store listening to the radio on the way and heard Tom Von Kano on the radio, sort of like what you we're doing here, mm-hmm. talking about uh, Purple Heart Homes and that you can apply and so on. She went home, talked to Wayne, and he said, nah, they'll never help us. You know, they got all these other people to take care of. And uh, as it happened, she said, well, I'm going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. So she sent in an application. That, in turn, uh, got sent to us. We did a, an on-site visit, had them fill out all the paperwork to determine eligibility and so on. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it got approved. The next thing after that was to develop a materials list so we could satisfy their needs. Yep. Did that. Home Depot gave us $10,600 to satisfy that materials list. Wow. And thereafter, it was, uh, they had volunteers that, that took part. Uh, it was a district project down here, so it was considered a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sent in volunteers. We found scrounge volunteers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the flooring was all done by, by volunteers. All the lighting was done by volunteers. We did have to hire a contractor for the plumbing. We were not allowed to do stuff of that sort, like electrical and plumbing and so on, mm-hmm. where there's a, there's a, 
there could be the possibility of a suit lawsuit if uh, things go south. So, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, so we had to do that. So anyway, uh, we started it last July, and uh, you saw the result last weekend when we moved them in. Yeah, Next beautiful. step uh, for us to close out the project is to dispose of that trailer. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Wayne has a friend who's going to help him grade the product, property and everything, and so they'll be, be finished. Mm-hmm. It so. was interesting, too, just to see, you know, you know, how excited they were, you know, just to get into the yeah. house and everything. And, you know, I, rem- I, I overheard him talking to somebody about the refrigerator. Maybe it was the refrigerator in the... Um, Maybe the washer dryer? No, not the washer dryer. The dishwasher. Um, he yeah, was just so the excited. The range and the and the, um, the refrigerator were, were all new. <laughs> that was an interesting thing too. Um, the original ten thousand six hundred dollars did not include any appliances, but the appliances that they had in the trailer were were literally on their their last mm-hmm. legs. So Patricia uh, Wayne's wife, you know, pointed that out to me. So. I uh, applied for or what they call a re-grant to see if we could get some new appliances for them. Uh, that came through. And uh, interestingly enough, I, I, they gave me $4,000 to spend on the uh, appliances. It just so happened, it was right before Thanksgiving, and I hit the Black Friday sale, so I got everything <laughs> at a song. Oh, that's <laughs> great. Nice. So we had, we had money left over we could spend on other bits. Oh, oh that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, it was really great. You know, one of the things I loved about it was, I mean, for me, it was last minute. I mean, my trip down there to see Mackenzie was a spur-of-the-moment type thing, and then, you know, I went. She was very excited about her internship that she's doing with the Veterans Department over there with Brennan, and, you know, Brennan then said, oh, Mackenzie, you're going to come with us to tomorrow to help us, you know, move the Coopers. And she said, yeah, I'll be there. So she's like, mom, do you want to come? And I was like, sure, if I'm invited. And it, so, it, and it's almost those spur of the moment things that, you know, it made <laughs> me feel better than they probably felt receiving it, you know, um, and just helping her. Like I saw how Mrs. Cooper just seemed a little bit overwhelmed at one point, And that's when I decided to Let's get these beds up. You were helping me make yeah, the you bed, went into David. Mom mode. That I was did. great. <laughs> I did. She's very good. Not at only it. did you, she got us to not only uh, make the beds, but we we set up the beds, got everything done, told her about how to decorate, what things match, what things yeah. take back. It was awesome. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, so it was. Uh, she's a great lady, uh, Patricia. Yeah. Uh, as I said, uh, you know, she went back to school after they had moved in there too, and and got her degree. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, "I'm on good behavior. I won't cry." And yeah, she broke yeah. down later on. So oh, anyway, I bet. I bet she did. Yeah, she hugged me like you know, like you know, a hug that you know from someone that you have known your whole life. You know, mm-hmm. so um, it was just a really good feeling, and I, that's why I was really you know I talked a little bit about it last week, and I wanted to talk to you about it more this week. Um, tell tell me a little bit about how Purple Home um, Purple Heart Homes started. Okay, uh, first of all, it started with. Uh, two individuals that were were actually uh, buddies in the same unit in Iraq. Um, you know, they had been assigned there as, as, you know, because of what was going on at the mm-hmm. time. This was in 2004. Uh, sadly, both of them were on a mission, and the, the vehicle that they were in ran over an IED, an improvised explosive device, mm-hmm. in that... Uh, the one guy was, he lost both of his legs below the knee, and the other guy suffered a traumatic brain injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the two of them mm-hmm. went through the, were sent back to Germany, were uh, uh, treated, of course, and mm-hmm. uh, taken care of. 
And the one guy, John Galena, had the, the traumatic brain injury, and uh, the other, Dale Beatty, uh, lost his legs below the knee uh, and got fitted with prosthetics and everything. They just said, you know what, we, we have to pay back. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. Here yeah, they yeah. went and served, went through all of that, and then they said, you know, we have to give back. They've taken great care of us. Mm. And uh, so in 2008, they uh, decided that they were going to uh, form a, a charitable organization that would help take care of veterans, and they decided to call it Purple Heart Homes. Mm-hmm. Um, is it mostly yeah. for older older veterans, or is it for anybody? Well, technically, it's for anybody, but their focus is for older veterans because, again, the, the veterans of Iraq, Afghanistan, and you know the stuff that's going on now. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a whole different attitude, different mindset about how they're perceived, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the facilities and resources available to them are much greater than many of the old vets. The other thing too is, as you move away from things like World War II, Korea, Vietnam that sort of thing, mm-hmm. people forget about it. So they yeah. are forgotten in turn as well. Yeah. And so, and it's not only a matter of uh, recovering from injuries. Sometimes you age in place and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you get to a point like Wayne, who has infirmities that uh, he's had, he's already had one knee operated on, he's going to have the other operated on. Mm-hmm. He still carries around uh, shrapnel. And he also suffers from PTSD. You didn't see his dog, but he's got a dog named Zoe. Mm-hmm. who is his comfort companion because he has problems still. Uh, where I he heard that he wasn't so comforting sort of to other people, though. I think, oh. he, yeah, I think he plays favorites with just the owner, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, no. It, no, Zoe's really friendly. The problem is uh, she jumps up on people. So, oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, and they, she hadn't been in the house yet, she, so it was all new to her. So she's probably a little skittish the day you were there. Oh, yeah. But she, I, she's I a sweetheart. Yeah, I didn't get to see her, but um, all right. Well, I think that that's great. So now I know, like I did go online, so people can go on to uh, purpleheartholmes.org. Um, I did see that there are ways to donate there. How does that work? I mean, are you just like how many, you know, there's how many different chapters? Do you know that offhand? Right now, there are 11 chapters. Um, the farthest one west is Colorado, and there is one in upstate New York. There's a second chapter in South Carolina. There's a couple in North Carolina. And, and so they're, you know, they're trying to expand as much as they can. And uh, um, if I remember, you mentioned that you may have an interest in trying to see if you can get a chapter started up there, and we would love to have that, of course. Yeah. And, uh, uh, there's a whole process for you know, for how to do that. Uh, start by contacting the states, excuse me, the state borough, states borough office, mm-hmm. and uh, they'll send you the paperwork and everything that you need so that uh, you can go. It's a 501c3, so there is a an incorporation, mm-hmm. you know, a registration process that has to take place, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then there is a a period of probation where you know you you start it up, and then uh, once you've gone through several steps. You know, you are fully accredited to uh, mm-hmm. operate as an independent chapter, yeah. and that's one of the interesting things. Our chapter was the first chapter that was created, and it went, the way that it happened, they were trying to run everything out of Statesville, but it was growing to a point where it was not manageable over distance. Yeah. So uh, the original president that we had, a guy named Larry Druffel, um, came up with the idea of having a semi-autonomous chapter where we would follow the policies, procedures of Statesville, 
but we would operate independently, reporting back to them through uh, end of project reports, quarterly reports, things of that sort. Mm-hmm. Um, but we still work off of their their uh, their nine ninety for uh, uh, internal revenue services and that sort of thing. So long as somebody can help us through that process, then <laughs> I think uh, you made made me a little bit nervous there, but that's okay. Um, no, but you know, one of the things is in our office. Actually, we have like thirty five agents in our office, and we happen to be we have. A lot of people who have either been, you know, in the military mm-hmm. or, you know, have family members that were. I don't know if you heard me, David, before we got on the air. I was saying my husband, who's actually just showed up here, his father is 96, 96, um, 96 years old, and he was part of World War II. So, um, you know, some of the stories he, you know, he tells, it's, you know, it's it's interesting to see how heroic you know that you know our military is and we sort of take that for you know take advantage of you know not remembering all the time um but he's you know he's lucky because he's surrounded by family and people are always there to help him in his need Mm -hmm. but i think being there for you know and i did and i was too young to remember the vietnam war that you know when they came back it was not very well received at all yeah. and no no i got spit on actually Aww, <laughs> really? other th- oh yeah absolutely i went back to my high school and uh they called me baby killer oh my and uh, I, like i said I, I got spit on so it was a it was a, a difficult time for us back then Hmm. Well, we uh, made me so sad, David. It yeah. really does. My yeah. dad was a Well, Vietnam I mean, guy. I got over it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I, I understood. That it was the, the temper of the times, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with, with uh, how people felt about uh, Vietnam and all of that. Yeah. Why we're there. But uh, we shouldn't forget about you. Th- can yep. I mention two other things? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, way that the program works is there are two parts to it. One is called Veterans Aging in Place, and that's the kinds of things that we do and what the chapters do. Uh, where uh, we work through a partnership with various entities, the main one being for us uh, Home Depot uh, for material support, that kind of thing, and also providing volunteers and some expertise. Um, and the other one is, uh, let me see, I wrote it down here. Let's see if I can find it here. One second. No worries. Uh, yeah, the Veterans Aging in Place program, and then the other one is Veteran Home Ownership Program. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, a little bit more restrictive program. It, the way that that one works is they actually have houses that have been renovated or repaired that are donated by various groups, uh, charitable organizations, business organizations. And so they get with uh, various veterans, you know, that uh, determine their eligibility and uh, their ability to pay, of course. Hmm. And what they do is that it's a little bit sweat equity, similar to uh, Habitat for Humanity. Um, Mm -hmm. But the thing is, once they get them moved in, they guarantee that the mortgage for that house is 50% of what the actual mortgage should have been. Oh, wow. So, you know, they work with them because most of these people have disabilities, so their their ability to pay is is limited in many, Mm -hmm. many cases. So that's what the program is about. And that's all run out of the state's sole office. We don't get involved with that ourselves. What about the veterans aging in place, though? Is that just sort of like helping people prepare their homes? Like maybe, you know what I mean? Like if they need oh, a yeah. wheelchair or, you know, like Mr. Cooper got his knees, you know, done and stuff, you know, just helping them that way, like making things handicap accessible and things? Oh, yeah. We look at it from two perspectives. One is safety and the other is access. So 
For example, we, we have uh, quite a few that require ramps. Uh, gives them back a little bit of independence, helps them safely oh, yeah. mm-hmm. negotiate, getting out of their house and to their cars, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so ramps are a big thing that we do. Uh, the other one is walk-in showers. Oh. Uh, over time, especially the, the more aged uh, veterans, they're just too weak. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they have balance problems. They cannot step over the threshold into a standard, you know, tub shower combination. Yep. And they have to be assisted. And many times the only person to assist them is their wives, who are often not in much better condition than they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, this becomes a real issue. And as you, you probably know, a major cause of death is people falling in the showers, breaking a hip, and many times they don't recover from that yeah. sort of thing. So it's a, it's a pretty strong safety aspect. We also install grab bars. We widen doors so that they become wheelchair accessible, things of that sort. And we do some repairs for floors and that. We had one where we went in ostensibly to put in a walk-in shower, but when we walked into the kitchen, it almost fell through the floor mm-hmm. because it was rotting from underneath. And uh, they had no ability to do anything about it and didn't bring it up because they thought, well, you, they're not going to do that for us. Well, we said, well, yeah, we are. Mm-hmm. So we, we tore it right down at the joists and uh, rebuilt it back up. Yeah. I actually, uh, when we were at Mr. Cooper's in the trailer, um, I was in there, like, moving some pictures and things like that. And um, he, like, grabbed me by the arm and he's like, oh, don't step there. And I turned. Exactly. Yeah. And, he, and I said, well, what's wrong? And he's like, oh, that's a hole underneath the carpet. So... It wasn't safe. He didn't want me to go through it. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, we, we've actually had had uh, one instance where um, the floor was rotting out, and it was inside a closet where there there been some leakage that they were unaware of, and they were getting critters. And they were wondering where are all of these mice and this and that coming into the house from. Well, it was in the closet hidden from view because they were old and could not get back there to see it. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the things we repaired as well. Wow. Um, one of the other things, too, when you were talking about different um, functions and, you know, with the, the shower and grab bars and things like that, um, Mary and I actually just yesterday, we were at, we have a development down here. It's not for older people, but we are doing a home right now yeah. that's a one-level ranch, and we're thinking the demographic is going to be older. And I actually ended up calling uh, the developer. I haven't even told Mary this part yet because I really feel like that we need a cabinet in there that's more like a pantry cabinet because a lot of the clients that I've been working with that are older they can't reach higher cabinets and then when they're trying to you know get things out and things are falling on them so it's nice to have like the pantry cabinets that just open and drop yeah and the drawers just like slide out so it's always you know the handles and sometimes the handles you know instead of having knobs you have handles Mm -hmm. so they can just handles and uh, yeah yeah on the doors as well instead of having circular knobs you have uh the, the full handle. Tilting handles. Yeah, yeah, so that way there they don't have to grab onto it. So, well, I think it's great. We're going to, um, you know, t- just a couple more things that I do want to talk to you about. So if people do want to donate, they can go onto your website, right? So that's Purple Homes. Hi- no, Purple, Purple Heart, Heart Homes. Oh, yeah, and it, it's a www, blah, 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 purplehearthomesusa.org. Mm-hmm. Okay, all USA. Lowercase. Okay. Right. And the other and, thing... Uh, Go ahead. There's a button in the upper right-hand corner. You just click on that and you can donate. You can also, if you wish, assign to specific chapters or to specific individuals. If you wanted to donate oh. to a particular veteran, you have the ability to do that. 
or to a particular chapter like like us hint hint uh, mm-hmm. You can do that as well. <laughs> yes. Well, one of the other things I saw that's going towards donations, right, is the book. And is this book written by the two men that uh, founded the program, Wounded Homecoming? Right, Dale Beatty and John Galena, yes. Uh, and uh, sadly, I don't know if, if you uh, you knew, but uh, Dale Beatty, the one who lost his legs, passed away, actually, at, at the age of 39, about oh. a little over a year and a half ago. Oh, I did not uh, know he, that. Yeah, he had a... You know, as you can imagine, with the extensive damage that you have from some of those kinds of things, he had developed a pulmonary embolism, and oh. it was very sudden. Bam, he was gone. Oh, uh, otherwise, awful. he was completely healthy. He was very active. Oh. Uh, just a great guy. Oh, that's and terrible. Yeah, so we lost him. Well, I'm sure that this book is amazing. So, again, it's Wounded Homecoming. I know um, everybody out there who's listening today, I think that you should go onto the website. Again, it's purpleheartholmesusa.org. You can order one there, but I would like to give one away. We, we tried to do this last week, too. So if you call in at 781-837-4900, 781-837-4900, we will take the third caller, I guess, if we get three callers tonight. Um, and I'm happy to buy one of these books and donate it for you. So uh, Wounded Homecoming, again, it's the uphill journey to uh, wounded veterans from the battlefield. Well, David, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you doing this. And um, uh, we have a little bit of busyness going on right here for the spring market. But as things maybe slow down a little bit in the fall, I can make some phone calls and we can start working on how we can uh, start a, a chapter up here in Massachusetts for you. I am all for it. I'm all in. Ryan, are you in? Ryan's in. Ryan's shaking his head. Our producer, he's like, I'm all in. So, um, well, well, if you send send me an address that I can mail stuff to, I've got uh, several things I can send you to, to help educate as well. Beyond that, um, so and, and let you know some of the things that are ongoing with us. It gives you an m- even better idea of what's involved. Perfect. I know. And I, I promise that I will send you an email tomorrow. I got sort of sidetracked with a bunch of attorney calls today. So no problem. I will send that to you tomorrow, uh, the information that you can send us stuff. And we're happy to leave some stuff even down here at WATD, uh, you know, out in their hallway so people can pick them up. And um, just an FYI, I'm going to be back down there next week. So um, you got <laughs> yeah, so I'll be there from <laughs> Tuesday through Friday. Mackenzie's leaving for England on Friday to study abroad. Uh, so um, if you need any help with anything, I'm happy. Maybe I'll go over and see Mrs. Cooper and have a cup of tea or something. <laughs> <laughs> she would love to have that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I could use another one of those mom hogs, that's for sure. So, <laughs> Well, thanks again, David. Any help that you guys ever need, please just know that you can you know, lean in. We're here for you. And And uh, I just thoroughly love what you're doing for everybody. And again, thank you so much for your support for our country and for all your service. Well, thank you very much. And it's been a pleasure talking with you guys. Okay, we'll see you. Bye-bye. Have a good night, David. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.